Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 30. 3-0. I cannot believe I've done that many in such a short time, but it's completely intentional, and I am thoroughly enjoying it. And this is just an episode that I know I am going to thoroughly enjoy again. My guest today, my third of the day, threes, threes, threes. We'll talk about that. I know you're a great believer in the number three, Dolly. Welcome to the show, the fabulous Dolly Cena. How are you, Dolly? I'm doing really well. Thank you so much, Jake. I'm really excited to be on the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's my absolute pleasure having you here. You are coming at us live from Colorado Springs, where it is, if my numbers are right, 10 p.m. Is that correct? Yes, it is. Good. I've been struggling with the times recently because for some reason that I don't really like, but it happens, Australia decides to change its clocks just before the rest of the world, which probably uh, pertains to the reason why we had to reschedule this a few times, right? Because I kept getting the times wrong. <laughs> but it's, yeah, it's three in the afternoon here now in Melbourne. Now, we're going to be talking today. We're going to crack this wide open, aren't we, Dolly? Something that we call the universal truth. And we're going to be really talking about that and, and kind of waking you guys up to it. So hold on tight and get ready for the ride because it is going to be a ride. Now, a few months ago, my life really has dramatically changed this year. As probably many of you know, if you've listened to this show before, I, I chose to seek out Les Brown as a mentor and it took me really years and it wasn't until this year and in fact that COVID-19 made it possible that Les Brown was a lot more available um, because of course he's not traveling around the world you know no one can really travel on that scale at the moment and he decided himself that he wanted to open up his training and make it you know in a kind of one-to-many format working with a man called John Tallarico a great friend of Dolly's and so a man who's quickly becoming a great friend of mine and known as the connector who facilitated this for Les and and really I, I seized the opportunity I got a chance to speak at the Power Voice Summit this led to furthering some training with John which we I now am very fond of and it's called thinking into results now I am a student of this I'm about um, I'm on the fourth chapter however Dolly is um, a teacher and a, and a consultant of this aren't you Dolly? I am. Thank you so much. And I also still believe that I'm a student as well. Mm, mm, I suppose that's a very good way to look at it, right? It's. Um, I read something once that says the journey of personal development is a road that just never ends. Um, and it scared me a little bit, to be honest with you, Dolly, because I thought, well, I'm just getting started on the road. And if it never ends, then um, maybe I've let myself in here for more work than than I've I've bargained for. But now it doesn't scare me. Now I understand it. And I know that by doing the work, by putting the work into myself, becoming more aware of myself and who I am and really digging deep into who I am. And I am more than just my name and the things that I have done and the things that I have been. But, you know, how, who am I now in in the present and, and diving, like really drilling down into that. And yeah, it, it, it is a journey. Would you agree with me? It's a road that never ends, the journey of personal development. Oh, my gosh, absolutely. And actually, like you, I think I was also really scared, you know, because it truly is. The growth is infinite. Our spirit truly is seeking fuller expression and expansion. And even our mentor, Bob Proctor, he also says that he's a student of the material and he's been studying it for 58 years. And one of the mm. greatest things that he said 
is that it only gets better. You know, we think that it, it's really good now. You and I talked about it prior to getting on the podcast. And there's so many amazing things that you have able to been actually the things that you've accomplished, right? Just so incredibly amazing. And it only gets better. It only continues to get better. Yeah. Discover who you really are. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is, I don't want to dwell on it, but I'm going to mention it one more time because it, the, the fact that it is scary. And, and I think, why is it scary? For me, it's scary because it takes you to a place where you have to expose yourself to yourself. And that place is very vulnerable. And, you know, particularly when you're you're writing down about yourself a lot, you're journaling, you're answering questions that perhaps you've never asked of yourself. You might have asked them of others, which I find is interesting, but you've never asked them of yourself. And, yeah, that, that place of vulnerability and exposure. Um, but, you know, no risk, no reward, right? And when you put yourself in the place, and you don't give yourself any other way out. You, you put yourself in a in a road. You know, uh, you we call it a cul-de-sac in the UK. I have no idea what you would call it in, in in America, but it's essentially a road that you get to, and there's no other way out than the way you came in. <laughs> uh, yep, no, it's the same thing here too. When you said cul-de-sac, that's exactly what I had visualized as well. But I've never heard it said that way before. Mm. Well, I've never heard it said that way. It just kind of came out on the on the hop there on the fly and that's why i love doing these things because you know having deep meaningful conversations with people like yourself these things um these things come out of us and in fact it's funny because i you know i do these these episodes so people can share their story and and have their voice heard and, and i think that's really really important particularly in this time but through doing them it's there's some kind of soothing value in it you know that that for me you kind of I'm exploring myself within this and the conversations that we have. So tell me, Dolly, how long have you kind of been a consultant for thinking into results? Yeah, that's, um, it's now been, I suppose, being in October, it'll almost be three years. It'll wow. Be, yeah, it, I can't believe how fast that's really gone. But it does also seem like a lot longer, you know, than just the three years that it has been. My awakening, mm. however to true transformation, the metamorphosis that people really truly can change, uh, that's been about three and a half years. But it really mm. has moved in quantum leaps really, really fast. And, mm. yeah. and what, what originally kind of, how did you find out about it? What led you to the place of, of finding out about it? That's a great question. Uh, you know, the story comes out differently each time I share it. For me, I think it's important for your audience to know that I wasn't raised around personal development. I was actually raised to believe that this was, you know, hippie woo-woo. Sure, you can feel your way into things. Yet three and a half years ago, it's actually March of 2017, I had hit rock bottom. And um, I was living, you know, I, as a kid, I always believed that there was something really wonderful that was going to happen, something really great. But I didn't really understand what that meant. And I was 36 at the time, and none of those things had happened. And the way I describe it is I felt that God had pooped on me, like he never gave me any talent. <laughs> uh, I was, you know, I was a codependent. I was a people pleaser. And so I really was allowing the outside environment to control me. So I never knew who I was and what my purpose or why I was here, you know, and all the jobs that I'd ever had were entry-level positions, entry jobs. So the thought of ever being a leader or a supervisor in anything 
I guess you could say that I just couldn't think beyond where my mindset was set at. And I never finished anything I'd ever really started either. Not because I was dumb, but because I just, I suppose you could almost say I just got bored with it and, or like there wasn't a drive. So, um, you know, it, I'm trying, you know, um, it's interesting. I'm kind of getting a little bit emotional like, talking about it, it's, which is quite odd because I've shared the story so many times. But um, like I said, I did hit that rock bottom and it came to a point in my life where I was drinking every single day. I was mm -hmm. addicted to cigarettes um, and I was on antidepressants. And, you know, this, again, I had surrounded myself being a giver. I had surrounded myself with a lot of takers and I mm -hmm. could, I just didn't understand you know, I felt like I knew I wasn't perfect, but I just kept wondering to God, like, why do I keep surrounding myself with these types of people? And will this ever really change? So my first point of contact into personal development, Jake, was Bob Proctor. And what I want to say to you is that um, it was a moment I remember still very clearly. It was an emotional impact for me where I can still visualize where I was at in my basement. And I had just had it. You know, I... I just didn't know what, what direction to go. I knew my marriage was on the, on the outskirts of out. I couldn't take care of my two young children, you know, earning the type of money that I was, that I was earning. And as a matter of fact, at the time I was a stay at home mom. So I prayed, I screamed almost to God saying, whatever it is that you send me, I promise that I'll pay attention. And it was Bob mm -hmm. Proctor. It was a suggested YouTube video from Bob Proctor. And it wasn't from the movie, the secret. As a matter of fact, I never even, I, I'd never seen the movie. I didn't even know who this man was. And if you, if I were to share with you what video it is, it's from like the 1980s. So Bob Proctor had these huge glasses on. He looks like a <laughs> car salesman. I didn't relate to him at all in the beginning as far as the physical appearance of things, but something in me, there was this pull that told me to click on the video. And it was what he said that really, you could say it just, it, it, it just lit up everything within me. It was almost like an awakening. And I and what he said, and apparently I'm not the only one this impacted, but what he said was, is he said, if I want to be free, I have to be me. Not mm -hmm. the me that my kids think I should be, not the me that my spouse thinks I should be, and not the me that you think I should be. If mm -hmm. I want to be free, I have to be me. So I better know who me is. That was the first big explosion right inside within me. Then he said, you don't die and become spirit. You are spirit and you're having a human experience. And that was it. Wow. <laughs> it was oh, so I've never heard that one before. That is, that is profound to say the least. Mm. Well, and then from there, it's almost, you could say I did what a lot of people did. You know, I, I watched every YouTube video he had ever created. <laughs> And not knowing per the personal development world, well, I didn't even know who Tony Robbins was. I mm. didn't watch Oprah. I didn't watch, you know, Ellen DeGeneres. I watched a lot of, I don't know if you have this show in Australia, but I would watch Jerry Springer. I watched very, you do, okay. And um, yeah. Jerry Springer's got to be well bored. <laughs> <laughs> right. He's not, maybe he's not. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the kind of shows that I, I was watching. I think it made me feel better. Yet, and then that's how I discovered everyone else. I discovered Les Brown, Jim Rowan, you know, and then all of a sudden all, I, Oprah was speaking the language, Denzel Washington, Will Smith, you know, Matthew McConaughey. And I'm going, what do these guys know that I don't seem to know? And I just kept going deeper and deeper and deeper. 
And from there, I, you know, um, I made a committed decision. You know, the person that spoke to me the loudest at the time was Bob Proctor. And, you know, he said, you could have and be and do whatever it is that you desire. And I didn't believe him at the time, but he kept saying, borrow my belief until it becomes your own. And if you do exactly what I tell you to do in six months, it'll take a telescope to see how far you come. And I started doing that. And within a month, Jake, all the habits that I just mentioned to you, I shifted them. And yeah, I didn't understand what had happened then. I do now, you know, in Mm -hmm. the neurological pathways, you know, the the way the habitual behaviors that I had, they died and I created new neurological pathways. So you could say it was a rebirth and I didn't relate to who I was anymore. And it really scared people that were around me. It really scared them watching the light work within me. Did it scare you? Wow. You know, it, well, a part of me, it did. That's a great question. No one's ever asked me that before. I believe that it did because I wondered if I'd ever go back because I didn't know what was happening at the time. So we see people, right, making these changes, having, I'm going to do this and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm going to make this change. I'm going to release this weight or I'm going to quit smoking or I'm going to quit drinking. And they do it for a while, but then they end up going back to their old habitual behaviors again. So, yeah, I believe that there was a part of me that wondered, will I ever go back? Because I had attempted to try. You know, I had been smoking, actually, since I was 13. I was 36. So that's a long time to be smoking cigarettes. I was about to ask you how long you'd, you'd been, you know, had some of these bad habits for. And that's incredible is the only word that comes to my mind for it that you had had some of those, you know, what you perceived and, and I've admitted to say bad habits for so long, but within a month, you know, four weeks of, of just this new way of, of learning and approaching things, you you had let them go and, and really freed yourself. Mm-hmm. Well, and, you know, from there, what I'd like to share, if I could, just in that it wasn't, that was not even the miracle for me. It was what was happening within and inside of me but I didn't know how to speak that language yet. So how I often describe it is it was like there was tar being lifted off my heart and I could start breathing again. Things were lighter all of a sudden and and I had hope and I thought, oh my gosh, maybe it isn't so bad here after all, right? And I made a committed decision, Jake, that I was gonna meet Bob because he said that you could have him be and do whatever it is that you wanted. So I thought, oh, well, I'm gonna meet him. And not only am I going to meet him, I'm going to go to his house. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And that's exactly what I did. And I moved in such speed. Yeah. You know, when they say that, I I heard this from a great mentor and he said, when you're interested in doing something, you'll do it when it's convenient. But when you're committed, you'll do whatever it takes. And I was committed. I was all in. And some people will say, we were at rock bottom. And, you know, as, as Les Brown, our, our other mentor states, you know, when you, it's, when you land on your back, you know, it's, there's that hope. I'm not quoting him that great yet right now, but I think that everyone understands, like, you can get back up. Mm-hmm. So that's exactly what I did. I met Bob uh, at a program called The Matrix. And that, oh. yes. Have you seen that movie? I've seen the movie, yes. Uh, I have no idea what the program's about, though. Oh, yes. Well, you know, that was um, it. What for me, <laughs> to be honest with you, the investment that I had made, I seriously believed that a spaceship was going to come pick me up because <laughs> <laughs> I often, well, <laughs> people often say Dolly's about to leave the planet here. But uh, no, I really believe that because I couldn't understand that people would spend this kind of money. And I didn't have the conscious awareness then 
what it meant to invest in yourself. But mm -hmm. I did whatever Bob kept telling me to do. And I made that committed decision and ask and you shall receive. And the thing mm -hmm. of it was the path was laid out for me and I was able to manifest the money, so to speak. And mm -hmm. I was flying out to Toronto. So this is how fast it kind of went. March of 2017 was my awakening. By August, I was flying to Toronto, Canada to meet with Bob Proctor in his home. And that is actually where I met John Tellerico. Got it. Yeah, that is quick. That is very quick. <laughs> <laughs> it is. And then I became a consultant a month later. Yeah. Well, very, again, very quick. You know, it's, um, hmm. It's interesting because I was thinking about what you said there about, you know, the, the kind of finance side of it and the, and the spending side. And, you know, I can share with you and the audience that I, when I invested in, in particularly thinking into results training, it was the probably the biggest amount of money I'd singly spent on anything at that point in my life. And I was aware it was a, it was a big amount of money. I fortunately enough already had the money saved up, but it didn't, it didn't stop me thinking whether I did have it or I didn't have it. It probably wouldn't have stopped me thinking about making the decision. You know, I thought about it two or three times and then I heard someone say, in fact, it was John who said, you know, it's not really about, you know, the numbers, the money that you're investing. It's about the, the potential it's going to give you. And wow, he was really right because it's not just for me. It's not just the, the learning um, and all the lessons that come with it. And really, I'm only just getting started in it. I'm kind of at the fourth lesson, as we said. It's the network. You know, it's the network of people. Because I started to think I was crazy after after, after years of like um, personal development and journaling and, and being in this place that I really couldn't find many other people, only very a handful of people that were on my radar that thought and believed the same things. Then when I... Correct me if I'm wrong in the comments. Um, you've got A, B, C, and you have them all around the classroom, and A will have a picture of an apple, and B might have a picture of a banana, and, and you know, and so on and so on. And, and we don't just think in pictures, but we we learn in pictures. And having that picture as a representation of the mind for me made things a whole lot clearer. Something else I want to talk about is repetition, right? And you said that you've been studying this for three years now, right, you, you still class yourself as a student of it, although you're a teacher of it as well, which I think is a fantastic way to look at it. But the repetition of it, right, you have to, like the repetition, we learn by re repeating again and again and again and again. And that kind of sounds like a lot of work to people, perhaps too much work to some people. But the rewards from it and I didn't, I didn't understand it at first. I was like, well, do I have to keep doing it again? Can't I just do it once and maybe I'll get the value from it? Yeah. And I did it once and nothing happened. So I thought, okay, well, then I'll, <laughs> I'll have to keep doing it. I have to keep doing it. And, um, yeah, there's – we – like this, there's kind of the two ways that I understand it that we learn things. One is like like you pertained to earlier, you know, when you're in the basement there and there was that aha moment with that video you watched, which is the shock value. You know the the kind of the the emotion the like 
you know you could you could akin it to something like the you know tragic things happen when you perhaps in a in a car crash and, and that can affect you you know massively and you learn from it in in the rest of your life or i know other people have it in big moments like when they have children right you a lot of people i know when they have children something happens within them and they get emotions and feelings of that they've just never had before in their life so there's that way of learning right which is quick and, and snappy but then the other way is just repeated repetition and you pertain to it earlier when you said you know you you still study this stuff now and you'll do a lesson read a lesson or hear something that you've listened to or read before but you get a value out of it that you've never you've never got before um it's amazing that isn't it oh my gosh absolutely amazing i'll be listening to bob again and i'll go oh my god i don't remember him ever saying that and i've heard this so many different ways and going even back to the repetition you know, the we've heard Les Brown talk about this and you know it, it's the wax on wax off concept you know when I'm working with my clients it, they'll come out and they'll say you know what what they'll go out and they'll say why isn't it working so to speak or you know the outside circumstances are now available and they're going you, you know they're facing life now you know in a, in a challenging way what we actually what truly is our lessons but it's the wax on it's the repetition the work that you're doing behind the scenes Right. And then when you're out in um, the, the world, when you respond differently because you're reprogramming the subconscious mind. So for your audience members that have seen The Matrix, if they remember when Neo is plugged in, you know, and he's and he's getting all that training and he wakes up and he says, I know Kung Fu. Right. And it was and that was it, I mean, the movie truly is a biography and the mm. repetition is truly key because like you indicated, it's like, can't I just do it once and just get it? We have to remember that this the, this part of us, this subconscious mind has been programmed for centuries and mm -hmm. the belief system that's been installed aren't even ours, right? We don't even question our belief systems a lot of times. And because we're running on a program, things are done unconsciously. You know, the way that we put on our clothes, the way we brush our teeth, the way we drive a stick vehicle, the way we move our hands, everything is, it is, is done unconsciously. So imagine how many other things that you're reacting to that you don't even realize you're reacting to. Right? And then, so when we're responding, when we're making a different decision, when things are happening around us, right? That's when everything changes. So the way I like to describe it is, as we're reprogramming and as we're installing the belief system that we actually know ourselves to be, it comes from confidence to self-esteem and then you shift and have a new personality. When you have a new personality, your entire personal reality is different. And so you're evolving and growing. So yeah, no, the repetition is absolutely key. And mm. indicated, yep, even with that, again, I don't understand it on the levels of our mentors and leaders who've been studying it for close to 60 years, right? And if we want to collapse time, we want to do exactly what they're asking us to do. And then to mm. pick back on the emotional impact, I think this is really, really, really just amazing that you brought this up because what I realized is that that's the, that's the PTSD, right? Your body memorizes certain things in an emotional impact because it never, it wants to protect you. But what you could do too is something that I've discovered through my experience is that when these things occur, when something traumatic happens, you can actually almost have an outer body experience, so to speak, because you can almost, right? Like you can come out of it and say, I'm recognizing what's happening here and I'm going to install something totally different. I'm going to change the way I look at all of these things. And when you change the way you look at something, what you look at changes. That's a, you know, something Wayne Dyer says that I absolutely love. So 
um, there's there's portals there's you know and as you start to raise your level of awareness and expand consciousness you start to see beyond the veil it's what i also like to say you know like an eagle flying above a labyrinth and being able to see things that that others can't yet so i love that you mentioned that i love that analogy and i think it's interesting just on the, on, the, on the subject of repetition, and sometimes you can listen to something and pick something out that you heard that you never heard before. I don't know about you, but tell me, has that ever happened to you when you're listening to one of your favourite albums? Yeah. Or like your favourite tracks? You've, you've been listening to I've got like an album, a Dr. Dre album that I love, 2001. I've listened to that for years. I know it inside out. I know every word. But then sometimes I'm listening to it, and I'll be like, I never heard that lyric before. And I think it's because I have a theory that it's because, and it's the same with anything that you're trying to learn in repetition, is that because at that particular time, you were going through something perhaps that you'd never been through before, and that put your mindset in a place that you needed to hear that piece that you'd never heard before because you needed to learn something that you'd never learned before. And, and that's why it's important to repeatedly learn because you know we're not always in the same attitude we're not always in the same state of mind each day of course it's always changing and evolving and that's why you know it's always important to listen again and again that was brilliant that was awesome mm. that was so good so <laughs> <laughs> just something i've been thinking about for a while yeah yeah, I'm glad that you agree because I, when I think things like that, I'm thinking that's one of the moments when I go there and I'm thinking, oh, am I a bit crazy just thinking <laughs> weird things like that? It's always good to find someone else that agrees with me and, and kind of understands what I'm saying on that. Yeah, no, well, I agree with you in that, uh, you know, when, when, when Bob talks about that everything you're seeking is seeking you, like you indicated, when I first entered all of this material, I was like you, I was afraid that people would think I was crazy because no one around me understood um, what I was studying, you know, and what I was doing. As a matter of fact, I, I remember listening to audiobooks in, in the gym and I would kind of look around to see if anybody else was listening because I really, really believed that they thought I was crazy. But, you know, Jake, what I realized, too, on this journey is there's so many people seeking this material. They're seeking, you know, this truth, this universal truth. Even those that are military, I have lots of clients um, that are prior military and and have, you know, experienced PTSD. And mm -hmm. then they, you know, then they'll study some of the personal development um, in the reprogramming process of the military. So if they've been at war, you know, the military will kind of work with them, and then they kind of are set off to, you know, to to go off in a world that they don't understand anymore. And when when they find us, there's they're, they're like, oh my gosh, this is needed for everyone, right? Mm -hmm. And um, it, it really truly is. It's, mm. it's the truth that we need to get out to everyone if they don't know and understand it yet. Yes, absolutely. I agree. And, you know, there's a, there's, it's, it's, we've talked a lot today about the individual side of it, right. And how it's, it's benefited us as individuals, but of course there's another side to, to this. And uh, at the moment I, I scan over those chapters in the book because I'm not working on this to a team end or to you know use the word corporate end which is a term i don't really like to use because it always makes me think of people saying offices and that's not something i would ever imagine being able to do not nothing against people who work in offices that's just me i wouldn't go to work in an office i'd end up probably burning the place down to entertain myself i digress <laughs> but there's 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 a big part of the thinking into results which is the the team part this can be done in groups right and in teams i mean do you do you teach to that end as well well, I do, I do a group facilitation and to be quite honest with you, I feel that it's the most powerful, you know, mm -hmm. when you're surrounding yourself with like-minded, you know, we, we become who we surround ourselves with. 
You know, mm -hmm. the billionaires say, show me your five friends and I'll tell you your future. But no, absolutely. I think there's so much power in, in doing this as a group, as other people are validating, you know, especially when you feel that everything that you're doing, you know, all the, the work that you're doing in the quantum field, so to speak, in a place where you cannot see the things, right? And then everyone else around you is saying, hey, you know what? I was there. I was there just last week. I was just there yesterday, right? And they can relate and say, just keep coming, you know, and then you see them winning and you see them lifting and you go, oh my gosh, maybe, you know, and then because of what we learn, you know, is, I don't know if you're studying the self-confidence formula and reading that out loud every day. Right there. I can basically touch it. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. So your results are, this is why you have the results that you have today, why you're moving in the speed that you're moving in. And you validate that for others by being the change and you inspire others to be that way. And in the self-confidence formula, it says to eliminate ha hatred, envy, jealousy, cynicism. And when you can really truly understand that as you impress that into the subconscious mind and it becomes a part of you, as people are winning around you, rather than having those feelings towards them, you instead feel love and excitement and enthusiasm. And all you want to do is continue to have and see them and, and, and send them so much love to win. Well, what, what, what's happening too when you do that is that your body, right? The subconscious mind is memorizing that win and it becomes your win. And then it starts to seek it like a GPS, right? And it's, and then all of a sudden you're at the right place at the right time with the right people. And you're like, how did I get here? It happens, <laughs> you know? Uh, so yeah, no, the group setting is, yeah, and, and teaching it, 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 and the mastermind, being around others that want to see you winning, right? uplifting one another. The, the mastermind to me, Dolly, is so powerful, it's almost frightening. Um, and, and I can give a, a, a pretty much a live example of this, right? You, you know about the, the Power Voice, the Power Voice program, right, of course, and the fact that there's a summit, you know, I was blessed and fortunate enough to be the first person to speak at the inaugural Power Voice Summit. And th through that, before that, Les advised us to form a mastermind in that inside that group, you know, pick seven people out of this group and form a little group. And I did that um, with some guys and, and a number of us got picked to speak at the first Power Voice Summit. Now, pretty much all of the rest, apart from a couple, which I know are going to be picked uh, later on, are being picked for the next one. And it's no surprise to me at all because we've all been meeting regularly outside of the actual class, practicing our material with each other, you know, giving each other those tips and those advice. And because I did the first one, you know, I've been able to help the guys that are doing the second one this weekend. And like you just said to, you know, like you just um, pertain to that when you're surrounding yourself with people that are going after the same things as you, particularly if some of them have already done the things that you are going for, they're going to be like, ah, I was where you were at four weeks ago. What did you do to get, how did you get past it? What did you do? And they're going to give you the hot tips that you need. It's just going to excel you because life, life isn't easy, right? I'm sure you can agree with me on that, right? You know, so you told, you told some of your story there and, and a lot of that part wasn't, wasn't easy of, of your life. And it's not easy, but there's nothing worse than, than suffering in silence and suffering alone or, or, or trying to do it alone. It's, it's a lot easier when you surround yourself with the right people is really, really what I'm trying to sum up there. And I probably haven't put it into words as, as well as I could, but. Oh no. That was beautiful. No, Jake, you said that. In, no, you said that brilliantly. You landed that so good. And it's so true. It, it, it really is important. We do become who we surround ourselves with. 
And when mm-hmm. you are around other people that know and understand that when you win, I win, when I win, you win, and we're encouraging and inspiring one another to do that, to me, that's that's heaven on earth. You know, that's that's what I was seeking in this journey as well. The things that I had written down three and a half years ago was that I actually wanted to travel to an island of utopia or Atlantis. I'm like, where are all those amazing people <laughs> you know, <laughs> that are kind and sweet, you know? Because I had always encouraged others, but it never, you know, I felt like I was always dimming my light. You know, it didn't mm. seem like anytime I tried to shine, it was, it was almost like I, I would feel bad. You know, people made me feel bad to, for to want to do that. Now I've surrounded myself with people that say, you're not shining bright enough. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. Like, even with you, it, right before the podcast, you know, you, you were helping me stay calm and, you know, grounded and you were the teacher, you were the coach. And you were helping and guiding me through this. And you did. You helped me stay calm because you were confident and you could see things in me that I couldn't see yet. Well, you're absolutely right there, Dolly. And it's my privilege and, and absolute pleasure to do it. But, I mean, let's pull back the curtain a little bit here because I said to you about, and it would have been how long are we now? We're 41 and a half minutes into this. And I said to you at the start, you know, let's be honest, you was a little, you were a little bit nervous about it. There was a little bit of a paradigm that we, we know we needed to shift. And I said to you, in 35 to 40 minutes time, we're going to have had heaps of fun here and you're going to look back and think, what was I ever worried about? <laughs> <laughs> and here we are 40 minutes later and we've done exactly that. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Thank you so much. Yeah. And Thank you, were you right. so much. Thank you for giving you, me your time and energy. Dolly, if people want to connect with you and learn more about thinking into results and how can you can help them learn more about it, where can they find you? Where's the best place to find you? Yeah, you know, I think the best way where to find me right now is I do have a group on Facebook uh, mm-hmm. called Master Your Thinking. And um, that I would just say to request to join that group. And then we can kind of bridge everyone in um, just to kind of see, you know, how deep and how much further we could really go. Sure. I've dropped that in the comments for everyone. So if you're watching guys now live or later, connect with Dolly by searching in Facebook, the Master Your Thinking group. Dolly, it's been so good to spend some time with you. I've learned a lot today. So thank you again for your time and energy. It's really been a lot of fun. Thanks. Oh my gosh, Jake. Thank you again. It was it was an honor. You're you're amazing. We'll have to do it again sometime when I'm a bit further into um the program. Oh my gosh, thank you. That would be an honor <laughs> again. I'll get my time zones right next time. No <laughs> <laughs> Take care. Enjoy the rest of your evening. All right. Good night, everyone. Good night. Good night, everyone.